Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Well, I'm going to jump back on the possession of a nation. They've never been a time in the world like there is right now, and there's never been a time in America like there is right now. It's, uh, we're living in perilous times. And the, the Lord told us that in the last days there'd be perilous times, and we are there. We're there. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review the first two gods or the spirits. They're false gods, but the spirits are very much alive. I'm going to review them briefly tonight and just introduce us to Molech, the third false god, but living spirit of this unholy trinity that we've spoke about. I'm going to open again in Matthew 12 where I've launched from and uh, uh, we understand that it, the place had to be, it was occupied of the Lord. Then, then it was, they give ground and that's why, I think that's why Paul told us, give no place to the devil. They give ground and he come in and he took and, and this is pretty plain right here in Matthew 12 and verse 43. And if you found that, shout amen. amen. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return unto my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it sw empty, swept, and garnished. It's cleaned up, but it's none occupied. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You got to have the real, you got to have him in you Amen. to avoid the occupation of these things. But this isn't, though individuals make up nations, this is national. Let's look. Then he goeth, then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. Now, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Here it is. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. Now that's past. That's past individuals. That's a corporate number and we don't know what makes that up. But it's a large number. Father, we love you. I pray God that you help me. I pray you help me tonight, God. I've tried to glean and study and meditate and think upon this and let the Spirit of God speak to me and through me. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue. Use me to your glory. When you're through with me, call me. I'll come to the house. I thank you for all you've done, all you're going to do. Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see what's going on around us. Open our hearts that we can receive the things of God. Let us be effective for the cause of Christ. We ask it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. I've never considered this parable to be, and I don't know why, but representative of a nation or a gener this wicked generation. Now, Jesus, we know Jesus is speaking to right here. Is the, it, it's a Jewish audience 
You understand that in Matthew, he's, he's, he's represented as the king. He's speaking mainly to the Jews. It's two certain ones, but it's for everybody. And so here he is, he's speaking to them and he said, here's what's going to happen to this wicked generation because they're just swept and God has said, clean yourself up. There's going to be, they're going to, the Spirit's going to come back and it's going to bring one seven more times, seven times more wicked than himself. And he started out pretty bad. Think how bad it's going to be. He said, so uh, Brother Khan said in his book, could this be applicable to nations? He's speaking to the nation of Israel here. Well, I think, I think the answer is yes, and it has to be one that began foundationally with the Lord. And I don't, listen, hear me kids, the new, the new history books, a lot of them aren't accurate. Historically, they're inaccurate. Now, they're used at one time, there was no issue. You could trust what you were being taught in school. They taught you about Jamestown, about how they went to church, about how the pilgrims come. They wanted religious freedom, the Puritans. You knew about these things. It was accurate, historically accurate. But now, listen, this is accurate too. So the United Arab Emirates and some other Arab organizations have been paying for the books. So if they pay for the books, what do you think they're going to say in them? Well, we've give way. We've give way. And, and they didn't come in. Well, this, these, spirits, these spirits were cast out, these false gods, when Constantine began to roll, when he was ruling there and fighting under the banner of the cross, he'd had a vision, he's fighting under the banner of the cross, and these spirits are expelled. They tore their temples down. So where are they been? Well, I think it's like those that were in the swine. They needed a body to inhabit to be able to do anything. Other words, they're out there just hanging out. I do not know. I don't have a spiritual set of binoculars that I can look and see and say, there one is. But I know from the word of God that they're as real as the pew you're sitting on right now. You better know they trouble us. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? You know what it says. That's things the natural eye doesn't see, but it sure does complicate our lives. Now, he does not indwell us, but he indwells a lot of people. But he can't influence us. So we have to be careful in how we think. I thought wrong. You, and a man thinketh in his heart. A plus. Let's review briefly. Baal in America. So we know Baal, B-A-A-L. Baal was the chief spirit or false god. So where do we find it? In Judges 2.13. You can write these down and look at them later. Judges 2.13. They forsook the Lord... Now this is the children of Israel. After he's done everything that he said he'd do for them. 
they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. Why was that? That was the God of the lands that they had invaded. God let them have the land because of the, of the, the spiritual depravity of the people that lived there. They wanted nothing to do with God and they liked their false gods because they just made up whatever it was they wanted to do and if it felt good, they done it. So he was the chief. We, we, we read, we showed uh, in, in our other services where that, that, uh, the evidence of them being in America, of Baal being in America, was the change of culture. Now, uh, Baal was this, the God of prosperity. And we showed where, what is represented as prosperity now on, on, the, on Wall Street is a bull. Well, guess what Baal, the statue of Baal was? A bull. Guess what it was the children of Israel made when Moses is up on the mountain for 40 days? They're down here in the valley and guess what it was he made? A calf. Guess what the, the false god was that Jeroboam set up in Dan and Bethel when he tried to keep them away from the temple in Jerusalem? It was calves. He set up calves, little bulls. We got one on Wall Street and they want a bull market. Everybody wants a bull market. <clears throat> it's prosperity. We had much more power in the church when the people were poor. Now we're all prosperous. Say, well, we're not prosperous. There's nobody in this building lives like I did when I was an eight-year-old boy. Nobody. Nobody. One old clunkety-clunk vehicle. The floor's rotted out of it. No muffler. Smoke like a tar kill. I was embarrassed. Don't drop me off at school if I miss the bus. I'm just not going. And whatever you do, don't show up to get me. I'll walk home. Embarrassed. What I wasn't realizing, every other kid in the school's the same way I was. Busted. If you got a bicycle, you thought you done died and went to heaven. Dad brought me one in a box. He said, you want this thing? Put it together. I said, I can do it. Put that bad boy together and I loved it. We live in a very prosperous time. The thing that drives people from God quicker than anything else is prosperity. We get to the place we think we can do it on our own. They got so much, so much confidence in the doctors nowadays. If he can't cure them, they're mad. He's just a man. They call it practicing medicine. Baal was come in and this, this really began to occur in America post the depression World War I World War II and they said this about him how are we going to keep the boys on the farm when they've seen gay Paris 
And at that time, gay meant uh, good and fun, not perverted. So we see that the culture has changed. Media, we see the evidence in media. It's hostile to anything righteous and godly. Did you know the most liberal newspapers in this nation used to put uh, pieces of Sunday sermons in their paper for people to read? And the networks were, they were fearful of putting something on there derogatory toward the church. And now they make fun of anything that's godly, anything that's Christ-like. They make, they play the daddies down to be dumb and ignorant and they make, look, have you noticed that, every, I'm about to cut the limb off right here. Have you noticed that every police show has a woman in charge? What does that have to do with Baal? I'm about to show you. See, Baal had a wife. Her name was Ashtaroth in the Canaan and Zidonians. But in the, for the Babylonians, she was Ishtar. Same spirit, just a different name. Married to Baal. Now this was, they called it mythology and, 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 and in ancient writings of antiquity, they call us, you know, we'd say heresy about it. These people believe this. And these, these, I can't beat the drum enough to know these spirits are as real as the air you're breathing right now. And his, his wife was considered the goddess of sexuality. Her objective was this, to destroy marriage. She was this, strongly connected to substances of intoxication, potions, and drugs. Has she made it to America yet? This was one of the Hittites' ancient prayers. Let me get my specs on so I won't misread this. This was their ancient Hittite prayer to Ishtar. Make young women dress like men and make young men to dress as women. It was gender reversal and it was independent. It was the promotion, it was the promotion of prostitution at the very temples where they worshiped. Has she made it to America? Now that's two. Baal, I didn't give you all that I gave you before, but that's just a little review to get her mind back where these things go. But Ishtar or Ashtoreth, and, and, and I'm going to read you some scripture now because I want to introduce Molech tonight. Now I'll be brief. I want to introduce Molech. 
You see, Baal and Ashtoreth, or Ishtar, Ishtar is easier for me to say, was this, it affected, for the most part, adults. But Molech come along, and this affected the children. So the, the thing was that when they become so promiscuous in their society and the prostitution was part of their worship and as a matter of fact, one, I, re, I studied this this afternoon, historically this is proven, one of the things was the husband brought his wife to the temple and she had to, uh, she met with another man and that was part of the worship. What it was teaching is this, Brother Bob, it was teaching in individualism. It wanted to destroy the very fabric that we need. And that is a mama and a daddy and a child being reared by a mama that he has love for like nothing else. We reverenced and feared our fathers and we loved our mamas. And mama's knee, they said they wouldn't have been, listen, they wouldn't be Methodist today had it not been for Charles's mama and John's mama, Wesley, rearing them boys on her knee and they said she whispered scripture to them all the day long. Molech, come along. I want to read you some scripture. Now, I'll give it to you. You can turn if you'd like to. I've not marked mine, so I'm turning as well. But in Leviticus 18 and 21, in Leviticus 18 and 21, what really, what really stirred my mind this afternoon, my heart about this was, this is, this is law, this is the law of God being given out but listen, we haven't heard about no Molech at this time. You know what God's doing, Josh? He's warning them before it ever gets there. Are we familiar with that? We talk about the Antichrist all the time. And I know that's a spirit as well, the spirit of Antichrist. And there's a lot of Antichrist, but there's only one. There's going to be an individual that's going to come in here and call itself God. So, listen at this. This moved me this afternoon. Leviticus 18 and 21. And thou shalt not let any of thy seed, that's your children, pass through the fire to Molech. They don't know who he is. He's warning them about something they're going to deal with in the future. He does the same thing for us. He does the same thing for us. Let me make sure I'm in the right place. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Remember the commandment this morning. What did he say? Don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. If you're letting your children pass through the fire, you've taken his name in vain. You profane the name of God. 
Now, I want you to go with me. You're just a page over if you went there to Leviticus chapter 20. And I'll just go ahead and start in verse 1. I'm going to read down through 5. And it's uh, as much as I've studied and preached out of Leviticus. It might be my favorite Old Testament book beside the Psalms. I mean, I, I just, every time I find, I find Christ on every page. But then I find something like this this afternoon. I thought, why, Tommy, I'm thinking, why haven't I seen, I've read that. I can't tell you how many times and missed it. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a, uh, Application that'll, that's applicable to our modern society. You found verse 20, or chapter 20, verse number one. The Bible said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Again thou shalt say to the children of Israel. We've just read what he said. He said it once already in 18, but say it again. Why would he tell them to say it again? He wants them to know, Jimmy. Thank you. To the children of Israel, whosoever he be of the children of Israel, or who of the strangers that sojourn in Israel, that giveth any of his seed unto Molech, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. In other words, you sacrifice your baby, you're going to die. Verse number three. And I'll set my face against that man. And I'll cut him off from among his people. Because he hath given of his seed unto Molech to defile my sanctuary. And here it is. And to profane my holy name. And if the people of the land do anyways hide their eyes from the man. We're guilty, Jimmy. When he giveth of his seed unto Molech and kill him not, then I will set my face against that man and against his family and will cut him off. And all that go a whoring after him to commit whoredom with Molech from among their people. What's that got to do with us today, preacher? In 1970, abortion began in America. And you think that's not passing the seed through the fire? I challenge you. I'm not, I've got too many kids in here tonight to be graphic. But I challenge you, adults, do a study. And you can watch it. I mean, it's filmed. You can watch them. I challenge you to try to watch one of them. And when they start pulling the pieces out. And they fly the flag under uh, women health care. There's not a state in these United States of America that a woman can't go see an OB, that can't go to a medical doctor, that can't have any kind of health care necessary. 
That is a false title on that name. You know what that is? That's another name for abortion. It's what that is. And I'm, I'm sad to say that my taxpayer dollars help fund that. And under the banner of Planned Parenthood, it's all about money, Josh. Next Sunday night, I'm going to bring you the numbers. I'm going to bring you the numbers. These statistics are staggering. I'm going to bring you the numbers. Comparing the first, the three years of COVID and the first three years of abortion in America. I want to go to 1 Kings 11. 1 Kings 11, I'm about done. I've got you so mad now you can't talk. <laughs> First Kings 11 and verse number 7. This is, look here. This is the guy that God gave more wisdom to than anybody else. And 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 First Kings eleven and seven. I want you to listen to this. This will this will turn you track you wagon over. Then did Solomon build in high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, in the hill that is before Jerusalem. Now that could have been all of it, brother Grover. That's the closest one I could think of to Jerusalem. Right there was all of it. And for Molech, the abomination of the children of Ammon. Now here's the son of the man after God's own heart. And what has he done? He's building high place. For Chemosh and for Molech. And likewise did he for all his strange wives which burnt incense and sacrificed under their gods. I'm going to tell you guys, he should have lifted the rod of iron and said, look, it's Jehovah Jireh or you ain't worshiping nobody. But I'm afraid in America, we're the guy in Leviticus there in, in, in chapter 20 and, and hey we've just went along with it Second right. Kings 24 and 4 now this is toward the end one chapter from the end, 24 and 4. My pages are stuck together. Now, I want you to get this. If, if you don't get anything I've said tonight, underscore this in your Bible. You read this. I read this 10 years ago, and I thought, I, I, here's what I thought. Our political people that have promoted this is in trouble with God. 
And I don't care whether it's a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. And you've got some of all of those that's been pro for this. And they're in trouble with God. Watch this. 24 and 4. And also for the... Well, let me get... Let me get 23 so you can get it in context. Surely at the commandment of the Lord came this upon Judah to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh according to all that he did. Now that's, a, that, that's uh, the king of Judah. And also for the innocent blood that he shed for he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood which the Lord would not pardon. They hey, this is one of the things God said, I will not pardon that. I gave that life. It's up to me to take it. You let that child pass through the arms of Molech. Let me tell you, close on this right here. He was a bullheaded brass god with his arms tilted like this. They would take drums and beat the drums and make as much noise as they could. So when they had it white hot, they walked up on the steps, tossed the baby into those brass arms, and they drowned the screams out by the beating of the drums. Made me cry this evening when I thought about that, Josh. Was God justified when Nebuchadnezzar's bunch rolled in there and just killed them all? Where are we at in America? Now I'd like to think he's going to rapture us out of here before, I know he will before his wrath falls or the Bible's wrong. I'm saved from the wrath to come. I mean, that's, if I'm not saved from his wrath, but I'm going to tell you, the beginning of sorrows, we may get to taste a little more of that than we want to. You know what the Muslims have said that's come across the southern border? Trouble's coming to this place and they don't even know it. What did God say? You tolerate this. You put up with it. You let them pass through the fire. Now granted, every one of those children that died, God took them to glory just like that. And they said that they were so hot that most, I, just, I read this this afternoon just to research, make sure I was accurate. They said that most of them, when they laid them on the arms, it was so hot that they nearly, they just, it, they nearly disintegrated. They just, it was just a, like a vapor just, Whoosh, burned up that quick. But they felt some of that pain. They felt some of that pain. I'm going to give you staggering statistics. And you can research it yourself and find it out. This is accurate. Concerning abortion and COVID and how the numbers line up. It's amazing. You know what it is? It's sad. It's sad. But God is just. 
God is just and something, something's got to take me to heaven. I don't know what it'll be. Could it be an invasion of this land? You let 8 million people come in. That's a pretty good sized army. Now I know they're not all army men, but a large portion of them are capable of fighting. And they're not idiots. And they're being funded. They're being funded. We're in a place. I think we're in a place because just like 2 Kings, you know what? God lets things go on and go on and go on. And I didn't say this this morning. I'm saying it now. The, God's got two laws. And neither one of them will crush you. His natural law will crush you. I heard a guy give this illustration. I was going to do Gason's funeral Friday. Listen to a fellow preach. By the way, that's one of the most spiritual funerals I ever attended. Michael and them knocked it out singing. And I'm telling you, God got in that place, didn't he, Michael? And uh, I'm listening to this guy preach. And he said, people say they don't believe in the law of God. He said, God gave a natural law. One of them's called gravity. And the guy get on a 60-story building and say, I don't believe in gravity. And he jumps off. You know what? He might get to about the 40th floor and somebody yell at him, how you doing? He say, so far, pretty good. God's long-suffering. And what? do you see the judgment on Judah? Did it happen right after Manasseh? Oh, no. It went way down the road. Josiah tried to have a revival, had a little reform, never had a revival. But then after them last three bad ones, Jehoiachin, Jehoiakim, and Zedekiah, when it come to them guys, got down to Zedekiah, and there was 11 years in his life. God's long-suffering. But then you come to the first floor. Well, the spiritual law of God will do the same thing. And when he said, I can't, he's no respecter of person. And when he couldn't pardon the innocent blood that Manasseh shed by letting them pass through the fire of Molech, we'd be absolute spiritual morons to think that America's going to get away with killing six million babies. That's why he's talking about the innocent blood. Here's my point. As Verena comes to the piano, here's my point. If we're going to get our family born again and sewed up and ready for heaven, we better be, that better be first and foremost on our mind above everything else. Everything else ought to take second place. Because when this thing comes, our only hope, our only hope is the power of the Holy Ghost. And listen, being ready, I'm satisfied there'll be a rapture of the church. But friend, if you're not, if you're not ready, born up, sewed up, sold out, bought, blood washed, you're not going. If you are, this book's wrong. And the book's right. The book's right. Let's get it on our minds. Because there's one thing that he, well, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But I I think that was for the days of the Bible more so than now, just to be honest. That's another lesson at another time. But I see, I read that in Kings. He said he would, God couldn't do it. He would not pardon the shedding of the innocent blood.
And for a long time, Mike Rimmer, they may think they got away with it. No problems. But there'll be a day when they pass same-sex marriage in these United States of America, and that's my capital that they lit up in them queer colors. It it bothered me. That's my building. I know they got rights, but if, if you're going to fly their flag, you take that flag right there and stretch across the front of it. You won't see him stretching that flag across him. But Jonathan Kahn stood in the Lincoln Memorial. If you've ever listened to a message, you ought to look it up and hear it. He said, there's another court. There's another judge. And there's another day. And he said, his court is supreme. Stand to their feet, play me something, Vernie. If you'd like to pray about something, if you're unsaved, you ought to get saved right now. You may not make it to the house. Now is the accepted time. Now's the day of salvation. You better know you're saved. And if you've heard the gospel more than once, you've heard it twice, you've heard it four times, you are obligated, like no others, to respond. You need to be saved. I'm going to pray. Father. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.